Now, joining me in the studio is the Lord Mayor of Darwin, Convat Scarless. Good morning to you, Con. Good morning, Katie, and we're heading for a very, very busy weekend, like the last weekend. Most certainly we this are. This is the dry season when everything happens, and this weekend, uh, actually I should say Sunday the 4th and Monday the 5th, we've got a big event in Darwin. Yeah, we've the... got the Darwin International Dragon Boat yes, Festival. Yes, we will go to that in just a minute, Con, but I'm keen to catch up with you first and ask a few questions about this situation with the RV Park, because it's something that we've spoken about quite a bit and the results of the uh, City of Darwin survey which was filled out as I understand it by about 524 people um, it revealed a small majority are against the temporary development uh, can you tell me those numbers are you surprised um, I'm no, not, not surprised really. especially when the local member ran a campaign asking all uh, local residents to vote against it now one thing I have to remind this area does not belong to the local residents only belong to all the people of Darwin now, it was the local rangers that I, the local resident was complaining bitterly about dissociative behavior or criminal behavior, as Debbie mentioned before, and they wanted something to be done, and the government put a lot of money to put a patrol. So here comes the council that says, well, the better ways of actually controlling dissociative behavior by activating the area so the riffraff will move. And the local member says, no, that's not a good idea, I don't like it. So let's all vote against it. Now, of course, if you look at the today's anti-news and their gallop, um, I think there was only one message there against it from Rosemary, who said she doesn't like it, uh, but she wants the retainers to be moved. Um, first of all, we propose a trial. Let's try something to do it. Well, this is where I am at. I actually think, why not give something else a go? Because we've currently got a situation. Like we've not got a situation backyard, right now where Katie. there's nothing happening down there. You know, yeah, it's absolutely. it's it's a beautiful spot. Yes. And I know not everybody's going to agree with that. But if we've got a small number of of RVs down there, if there is actually the infrastructure there that's you know that's able to support them being there, is there a way that we can do it? Give it a trial. See if it works. If exactly. it's a woeful situation, that's what you don't we'll do it proposing. again. It's not that we're actually putting 400 RVs in the park. We're proposing a small-scale trial for a period of time to find out if it works. We have to try something. We can't just sit around and say, oh, it can't be done. It's too difficult. Put it in the too difficult basket. No, let's try something to see if it works. So, Con, is it going to go to a vote tonight, or what's the process now? Well, Councils are going to consider it tonight. There are 30 councils, there are 13 different opinions. They're going to consider it. Again, uh, I'm not going to predict how it will go. It might be lost. It might be, it might be um, a go. But again, my uh, thing is, guys, calm down. It's a trial. We have to try something. If we try and succeed, I bet you, you're not going to come out and say, hey, great idea. You're going to stay very quiet like what you did with the a cafe in Nightcliff. Uh, but if it does work, the council says, okay, it didn't work. Let's see what else can we do to, mm. to activate the place and bring more people there? The reality is you bring cars, you bring people, you build action in a place, and all of a sudden things disappear. We've seen that before, and we'll see it again. Every time we do something that brings more people in an area, all the rift raft disappear. Yes, it displays the problem. I know that. The problem is not going to be solved unless tough government action is taken to control crime, to control alcohol, and to put send people back to country. Con, uh, do you think the government's doing enough right now with those three areas? They're trying. Um, they, the message I get from the Chief Minister is that, yes, they want to work with us to do it, and I'm very thankful for that. For example, we signed out a memorandum of understanding with correct corrections to give us law security prisoners to clean the area around. I met yesterday with a police commissioner who told me that they work very actively. They've got 
patrols on the street and I heard the keywords community policing first time after a long long time looks like Mike Murphy gets it that community policing is the secret to actually address the problems we face today well let's see if we do see some change in this space but uh, just to go back to those RVs so we'll need to go to a vote tonight and the majority of councillors will need to vote for Absolutely. it for it to go ahead to go ahead okay. uh, we heard this morning I heard a couple of people talking especially the president of the ski club says they were supporting it they had some concerns about how it's going to be done we share the same concerns yes Yes, we have to put facilities there. Yes, we have to put a dump point there. I understand that one. Yes, we have to control it. We don't want people to park their RVs within here and there everywhere in the park. So it's going to be strictly controlled. But again, the key word is trial. We have to try. Well, let's wait and see exactly what happens tonight. I'll be really interested to see how it all so goes. Would I. and I how would like to see what happens. And if it is four, how quickly could it get up and running? Well, we, we have to find somebody. We to operate it. We have to see how we're going to do it. We're not going to go just there. Here, we voted yes, come and park anywhere you like. It has to be done properly because the last thing we want is to fail because we didn't do I mean the dry season's here though right now so have you already got somebody in mind who might be able to run it given the fact that we're literally we had a lot of people saying that we would like to do it let's see who wants to do it again under strict conditions and council supervision and if it works this year we might actually run another one next year to see how effective it can be. Con, a couple of listener questions. We did get people get in contact with us after attending the soccer on the weekend at the suburban grounds in Nakara, saying that parking officers were booking people who were on the sidewalks uh, or on that area to the side. Why is the council doing that, especially on a weekend? I mean, there's not a lot of parking there, uh, only along the street. It's because, Is it revenue raising? Oh, no, because we receive complaints from residents that have their people block... Um, driveways or they park in places where they should be parking in, in yellow lines they're parking on grassed areas parking on, on footpaths we receive the same complaints when we've got markets in Nightcliffe we receive the same complaints when we've got par- markets in Parap so it's general generated by complaints by the local residents nothing to do with us we don't want to raise money we want to accommodate could people. you just give people a warning rather than a fine well the problem is they know that they know it's a yellow line what more warning do you, do you need if you need there's a non-parking stop, if there's a, a, a driveway, if it's a, a bus stop? Do you need really more warning? Can't you see it that you shouldn't be parking there? I mean, common sense should well, it's prevail. just hard, I guess. Like, I wasn't there on the weekend. I was at Bagot, so I don't know. Ex- actually, I was at the Portuguese club, so I can't even... I, I can't speak for those that were at Nakara. But I do know that it can be very difficult on uh, on those days when soccer is happening at various different locations because you've got such a high volume of people participating and kids taking part, um, and there's bugger-all parks in some locations. And no, there is plenty of parking. There's and not, actually. Parking. There's not when it's full. Uh, there, there's there not parks. Kilo- Have you been there on a Sunday and seen how many people are there, Con? Yes, I do, actually. Nakara used to be my elector. And yeah, not and there's not, there's not the a lot of, of the parks. There. There's not a lot of parks around there. There's parking there that people park on the streets. Now, yeah. we have discussed that one with the um, sport um, uh, people, mm-hmm. the soccer uh, groups. They agree with us. They want to see proper parking. But people... And I've seen it again, and I've seen it in the city sometimes, where people decided, well, it's a park, I'm entitled to park on it. No, you're not. No, but... 
Do you know, sometimes there is literally just people parked on the side of the road and they're, they're parked on the side of the road or they're parked in an area in the car park that's maybe up on uh, one of the nature strips in the car park area um, and they're getting in trouble for that kind of thing as well. You're not allowed to park on a, on a native uh, or the, the natural strip. You're not allowed to park on a footpath. You're not allowed to park on parks. You're allowed to park on streets. And none of these people that they park on the streets got a fine. Obviously, the people got a fine. They didn't obey the road So rules. people can expect, if they're taking the kids to soccer on a Sunday morning, if you're not parked in the correct areas, expect well, a fine. That happens everywhere, not only in your... Uh, the same thing applies to Bagot. If somebody decides to park on the native strip next to the trial road, you're going to be fine. Hey, you that new car park there at Bagot, are the car parks a little bit smaller than what they were previously? No, actually it's bigger. They're bigger? We put bigger because we removed quite a few trees and we rearranged again. Uh, we never close car parks down. Instead, we actually want to make it bigger and Bagot, Bagot is a typical example. As in added more car parks in yes, or yes, car spaces? rearranging. Um, rearranging it. It's exactly the same size, but by removing a lot of trees, you can provide a few more car spaces. Yeah, but are the car spaces the same size? I know I'm getting nitty-gritty here. They have to, by Australian standards, they have to. We can't just change it because you've got a big four-wheel drive. This is the Australian standards. We have to comply with it. Con, now a big event this weekend. As you've uh, touched on, we've we've sort of mentioned it a couple of times over the last few weeks, but a massive event uh, with the Dragon Boat Racing. It's coming to the Northern Territory, the Dragon Boat uh, festival. It's on Sunday. Tell us what we can expect. Well, you know very well we've got a big Chinese community in Darwin and there was a tradition to have the Dragon Bond uh, races every year. Now, COVID disrupted a bit, but this year we've got a coup. We managed to get money from the federal government, the Northern Territory Major Events and the Foundation for Australia-China Relationship and we organise not only an international Dragon Boat Festival, but actually a trade show. So we invited all our sisters and friendly cities around Austra- around the region, Southeast Asia. So we have people from Bali coming, Kupang are coming, people from Qingtao in China, people from Guangzhou in China, and they will participate in the Dragon Boat races against Australian teams. Awesome. And then on Monday, we've got a trade show which all our sister cities are going to do presentations, what they produce, what they, they trade opportunities we have with them and we display our own trade opportunities to them because there's no better way to get some to know somebody really well but commercial exchanges we had a lot of interest we actually had interest from local people who found out about it says i didn't know anything about it can i get information i'd like to display my trade show there and we actually accommodate them how many involved do you reckon how many will be at that uh the trade show for example to tell you the truth we started very small and now it's getting bigger than being heard yeah right we've got a huge delegation from uh, bali we've got a big delegation from Guangzhou. Uh, we have a big delegation from Qingtao. Now, the thing with Guangzhou is really good because what I'm trying to do now, mm. I'm trying to find a way to bring back the Chinese airline used to fly to Darwin. It's very difficult to fly out of Darwin to Asia. It's only uh, Jetstar flies to Bali and only the Singapore airline flies to Singapore and try to get a ticket to Singapore. It's very difficult yep. unless you're prepared to pay business class. So you're trying, to, you're trying to sort and of rally to with, see if we can get a flight again? With the help from Quanzhou and Jen to bring back that airline to Darwin, um, they 
open now. They want to do trade with Australia, but we know we've got flights to other capital cities in Australia. If we can get one here, first of all, we help us at locals. Second, the university tried to bring foreign students, and one of their markets is China. It's only five hours from China to Darwin. Think about it. If people can fly with five hours to Darwin instead of 10 and 11 down south, we can bring tourists Do you reckon they'll be keen? Do you think that uh, that they'll be keen to, to get that route going again? Was it very popular last time round? Well, they did really well last time, and uh, if it was not for COVID, it would be still flying. The article going to Hainan and Haiko, speaking to the principal of a high, small high school, they only had 7,000 students. When they find out we had an airline flying to Darwin, five hours only, and Darwin actually it's multicultural, they were very excited. They said, why would you know about it? Well, we want to go and tell them about it. And I'd love to go together with the territory government, try to entice the airline back and more trade with China. Doesn't matter what happened at the political level, we had a very good relationship with regards to trade and mining and um, things coming to Australia, and we want to bring more, stu- more tourists. Con, we are going to have to wrap up. Tell us, uh, if people want to head along to the uh, to the Dragon Boat Racing, what time do they need to get there? Have a look at our website, because, you know, we say we'll start 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock, but in reality, we never start in time, because there's so much, many things to, to happen. It's typical Darwin. But have a look at our, uh, at our website. It will give you all the information when and where to be. It will be down at the waterfront, and we're going to start very early in the morning, 8 o'clock. I'm going to dot the eyes of the dragon in the boats and from there on we start the races. Convat Scarless, always good to catch up. Thanks so much for your time this morning. Have a good morning, Kate. Thank you.